0: All right, we are back for episode 11 of the triple double podcast um today we're going to talk about some real um real real I don't want to say issues I just want to say some real conversation about some some serious topics that I don't know if they always get addressed you know in in a manner or or in a format i would assume it's probably kind of scary to ask yeah you know who to talk to about something like this so today's topic is what causes and contributes to mental health issues in our young athletes and today we brought in a special professional guest um LPCA miss Yumika Dixon uh, to talk with us about some of the issues. And I'm so glad we have her on. Like, she's phenomenal. We've had her speak at at our camps. The parents loved her. Uh, she speaks from experience as well. I
1: do.
0: Not just a counselor, but as a a parent who's gone through recruiting, if, if I'm not mistaken, as a former athlete mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who, who's gone through this as well. So in the first quarter, I just want to, Talk about a few things that I see. Of course, I'm not the expert, you know, as far as mental health. But I do see, I feel like some of the roots um, of what's causing some of this stuff. And number one culprit for me, you know, just looking at it is social media and how much access we have to misinformation on this app. You know, I don't know how much of this stuff is real. We can go something as small as just offers. You know, um, some of them's not real. But if I'm a player, even a program director, some of the guys I talk to, it frustrate it frustrates the hell out of them seeing kids get stuff that their kids aren't getting that they feel are better than. And they might even know it's not real. But it still wears on them emotionally because they're so attached to these kids. And I'm grown, I'm 41 years old, and I tweet a lot, comparisons of the thief of joy. I still get caught up in that. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, as a 15, 16, 17 year old young man, young woman, athlete, looking at all this stuff going on out here and not trying to compare where you're at to somebody else on this app.
1: Absolutely.
0: You might not know them, and, and it, it might be worse if you do. Cause you might know you're better and it could really play on your mind. So I feel like it's it's so much information on, on these apps to the point that sometimes I feel like I need to take a break from it yeah. because it's so much information. Um, and I think it kind of plays into your psyche.
1: It does a lot,
0: you know, lot. just, just seeing all this different stuff being flying out, you almost feel like you're going without.
1: Yeah, definitely. Perception is reality facts. So what I perceive and what others perceive, and like you said, you're 41. I'm in my mid-40s at 44. You know, we have these young kids who their brain is not fully developed. Mm. Our brains have developed as adults. So we have the schema to know what's real, what's not real. They don't have that. Right. And right now, social media plays a huge part in everything that they do.
0: Everything. They
1: came into this world. It's a social world for them.
0: And it's it's like this is their world. That's it. We we're we're in it because we have to be professionally to a degree. Like Mm -hmm. I'm on social media all day. I use it to promote my business, um, promote players from from our platform, all of that kind of stuff. But you're right to a degree. I can't actually shut it off Mm -hmm. at some point and be like, Mm -hmm. this stuff ain't real. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to bother me.
1: When I was studying for my test, I had to take a break from social media. But I was I had the wherewithal to know I need this break so I can focus because sometimes you become conditioned. As soon as I was waking up in the morning, I was grabbing my phone and looking at social media scrolling. Children do not have the wherewithal to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I need to take a break. We have to force them into a break. When my son was recruiting, of course, he's looking to see who posted, who reposted, who retweeted and if they didn't. So I had to make him take a social media break. I said, "Let's just I didn't make him go cold turkey on all of them. But right now, since most of sports is discussed on Twitter, mm-hmm. let's just shut down Twitter for a little while. Because you have who what coaches reaching out to me or the coach seen my message but didn't respond to my message. That is going to continue to mess with their head. Then how do you perform when your head is messed up?
0: You you can't and mm-hmm. and I even look at it like like me as a as a scout I get tagged in in highlight videos, um, film mm-hmm. from program directors, from from players. And it's crazy because I, I don't retweet like all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of ask myself, like, dang, like if I retweet this one, do I need to retweet this one? And I'm wondering, like, because I've asked on social media, like when y'all tag me in these videos, is it because you want me to see it or is it because you want me to spread it? or is it like if i don't think that the film is that good i might not retweet it mm-hmm. but they might take that as like dang the, the 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 scout that i tagged in it won't touch it so what does mm-hmm. that say about me that's the kind of stuff that goes through my mind as i try to figure out like dang do i just like and retweet all this stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm i'm conscious of it but i don't even think i understand the depths of like like I'm talking about what somebody else to but what mm-hmm. they tweet.
1: Yeah. And it's a big deal. And it's especially in our community. It's known to tag TB5 reports mm-hmm. when you put something out. Right. They have a whole list of hashtags and ads who they need to add. So they are expecting you to retweet it. And it's a big deal. No oh, question. Oh, Buff retweeting my stuff. That's huge. But like you said, what if it doesn't get retweeted? Right. then how am i feeling for the rest of the day how am i going to perform later on that day
0: that's that's heavy it is you know cuz you know with 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 me having access to the college coaches and, and just even my profile cuz people come and they look on it you know like they, like dang i need buff to retweet this cuz if i do retweet it, it will get seen mm-hmm. somebody's going to click it that's 100% correct but if i don't like, dang, they thinking like, dang, Buff don't fool with me.
1: But that's the real world.
0: Yes, and it I is, And I think 100%. because
1: we live in a social media world where most of the time those things are not real, we have to be able to prepare our children, and that's when the parenting come in. What are you telling your children? Are you real with your athlete? Because, baby, this may just be a hobby. You know, it may not be for you, 100%. and that's okay. So because life is going to happen, and if we're not preparing them for when things don't go their way, Then we're setting them up for failure.
0: And that goes to kind of my second and third topic, you know, as far as what are some of the causes, poor role models, Mm -hmm. you know, poor families to a degree, Um, not poor families, but poor parents Mm -hmm. in the home who who won't be honest, who are kind of delusional. And I look at role models. I I tweet this a lot. Your circle is your ceiling. Mm. And I've had somebody debate me on that. They was like, I don't, I don't think it means that, but the people around you, the That's people huge. who influence you have so much control on how you view Absolutely. the world around
1: you. Mm-hmm. Just that, like that saying, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. That's the truth.
0: And I watched Maurice Clarette 30 for 30. Real mental health. If he didn't win a Heisman, he was a Heisman finalist back in the day as a freshman. And he was one of those guys that after Ohio State he wasn't a good NFL player. So he turned to a life of drugs, alcohol, women, and even got caught with, with bulletproof vests mm. and 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 big military-style weapons. And they did a documentary on him after the fact. And he literally said something that has stuck with me to this point. He said, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. That's it. You know, like, we have people around these young athletes who are invested in them because of a dollar sign. Yep. So whatever they need to tell them, you're going to be a pro. You need to play here. You need to do this for them to get the money on the back end of it. But when that kid doesn't make it,
1: then what happens?
0: nobody's there to pick mm-hmm. up the pieces. You know, like like there are so many instances of this, and I'll get back into it. But right now, we're going to head into the second quarter, and I'm going to let you, Miss Yumika, just give you everything you guys need to know. As we move forward, we'll be right back for the Triple Double Podcast, the second quarter. All right, we are back for the second quarter of the Triple Double Podcast. This is your host, Kellen Buffington, CEO of the TB5 Reports, here with specialist LPCA, Miss Yumika.
1: Hello, hello. I really, just really, Buff, want to start with making sure that the parents put everything, the same things that they're putting into their kids' training, into their sports. Pour that into their mental health mm,
0: i don't think people know how to do that
1: i and i think they do but at some point we become in denial thinking that oh it's not my kid that won't happen to my kid as a mental health professional and even working in the school system i see so many parents and go in as a crisis team with parents of saying i never thought my kid would have committed suicide <sighs> especially when you look at those suicide rates right. they are so high when we're dealing with our young men Young men have the highest completion rate, meaning they're not going to tell you. They're not going to cut. They will take a gun and it will be quick. Females, you see them more so with an attempt. They're going to maybe take some pills. They'll want to, you know, try to seek attention first. But our young men eternalize so much, especially think about our athletes. You got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to suck it up. You got to do this. You got to push through. You don't always have to push through that whole trust the process.
0: That's such a broad statement.
1: It is. So what is the process? You know, and that's what we need to break down for them. When you are having those moments where you're struggling, Mm -hmm. it's okay to take a break. Uh, Right. Just push back, step away from social media, and then find somebody to talk to.
0: And May I remind everybody, we say this all the time, these kids are talented. They're not pros. They're not professionals. Some of them making money doing this. NIL money is real. It's a real thing. But they are not professionals. I know for a fact, at least in the early years, LeBron shuts down his social media during the playoffs.
1: Mm, And that's important. That's LeBron,
0: my GOAT. (laughs) Everybody is GOAT Jordan. That's my GOAT. My GOAT, the, the best player I've ever seen, in the NBA, four championships career all- time. He shuts it down because he don't want to deal with social media during the playoffs. He's taking a break. It's important.
1: They live their life pretty much in a fishbowl. Mm. So many people have access to them, whether it's in school or if you're playing an outside sport, you hear the you hear your coach on you, your parent get on when you get in the car, and then your peers, and they live it over and over again. My son gonna kill me. But he had a blunder in the game, Mm -hmm. slipped and fell or something. It looked like he got rocked. At that point, somebody put music to it the very next day. And it was on loop at school, just over and over. The next day, he was like, I don't want to go to school. Nope, nope, nope. We got to face this. We going to talk about it. How did it make you feel? I didn't like it. Okay, it happens. It happens to the best of them. But I I had to see that it did bring him down. It emptied his bucket. But I make sure as a parent that I fill his bucket on a regular. So when life empties his bucket, he know how to pick up the pieces and put it back together.
0: So parents definitely need to, number one, have real conversations with their children. We talked about this last week about basketball. You need to have real meaningful life conversations with your child. But you need to be pouring in.
1: Definitely. It starts with you. You can't expect the coaches or nobody else to pour into your kid if you're not pouring into them yourself. It has to start with you. They got to know that you are there for them. But also because the same way with a parent, you know, we get onto our kid, but we've put so much into them. So you can't expect somebody else to do what you're not doing.
0: A hundred percent correct. You know, and I forgot about that aspect. Social media is wild because you talk about a clip. Kids out there competing as hard as they can. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching it now with high school kids. We rarely ever see players get dunked on anymore because players won't jump. They mm-hmm. don't want to be on camera. Exactly. They don't want to be on ba- embarrassed. So I think just the, it's crazy. Because I talk like, man, stuff not competitive no more. But people are terrified of being put on a mixtape. Yeah,
1: they're like, I'm not about to be on your highlight reel.
0: And I, I didn't forget, mm-hmm. we had a young man, Hansel Emanuel, had the mm-hmm. number one play on SportsCenter. He dunked on a seven-foot kid at Who mm-hmm. wants to Smoke? I kept reposting it. The world saw it. It was the number one oh. play on Sports Center. It
1: huge.
0: But that young man had an advocate who DM'd me and was like, Have y'all ever thought about how it makes that kid feel who got dunked on? And me personally, I didn't I didn't laugh it off. I didn't, but I didn't realize like, dang, like that like you'll be viral forever because yeah. of that video. Mm-hmm.
1: Embarrassed.
0: Like, like that is what you're known for in basketball. Mm-hmm. Is that moment. So Absolutely. I don't never think about the kid who who gets dropped mm-hmm. or who gets dunked on. We all focus on the one doing the rocking mm-hmm. or the one doing the dunking.
1: Yeah, you're right. Wow. And that's the thing. And if that kid, he had an advocate, but with the necessary coping skills, you'll be able to handle those things because life will throw things your way and you're not always going to be able to escape. You're, you're going to have to face it. So, okay, yeah, I got dunked. How do you handle that? And that's what I, I told my son. All right, well, you go to school, and you just break it down and be like, oh, it happened. All right, I'm done with it.
0: And a, a very transparent moment right here for me right now, I'm one of them dudes that's like, y'all got to be tougher than this. Mm-hmm. Like like these kids getting soft, blah, 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 blah. But when I played, I didn't have to worry about being on a video. Mm-mm. Like if you wasn't there, you didn't see it. Exactly. It is so much access with, with these camera phones and and being able to go post it for millions of people to yeah, see across the, the world immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's tied to dollars.
1: Absolutely. Clickbait. Yes. And the it. person
0: getting dunked on, somebody asked me, like, if this was an NIL space, like we could ask that you give us money for reposting mm-hmm. that video over yeah. and over. I'm like, man, these people crazy. Yeah. But I get it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs>
0: That's tough. Recruiting. Mm. You've been through it.
1: Oh, And
0: I and I know the story. You do. Personally, but I struggle. You need to share, you know, kind of the real emotional roller coaster recruiting can be for our parents Absolutely. and players.
1: I went through it three times. Mm. Twenty seventeen with my daughter, she was recruiting for track. Twenty eighteen with my son, track as well, and then just twenty twenty two with my son for basketball. And I will say, no. track and basketball are two totally different sports. You know, you have team sport versus individual. Right. I post a number. I run that number. I'm good. i are your crew. number in track. That's it. Okay. But as an athlete, a basketball athlete, if you're not a certain height, you know, weigh a certain, your body style ain't, they're not really checking for you. If you're not dunking. So I believe that athleticism, and if you're dunking out the gym but you can't even really dribble and you traveling – they don't even really look at that. They're and looking I, at you dunking out the gym.
0: And and you're absolutely correct. And I, I think that's a, a real problem, you know, as far as the formula for scouting, for scouts. Early mm-hmm. on, I think I focused a little bit more on athleticism than I did skill. Mm-hmm. You know, but as I got older and got better and kind of looked around to see where the game was going, two best players in the NBA right now are arguably Luka Doncic and what's my big boy name from Denver? Jokic. Them two dudes can't jump over a phone book, but, but they can make every play on a basketball mm-hmm. court. Now, bask it's, its crazy because basketball is about numbers, but it's not—it's right. more about measurements. Absolutely, you know. So, track is a true, true—you are number. That's it. Basketball—it's a great area. It's a
1: lot. It's a lot.
0: So, with a player, I can tell you, you got to do this, do mm-hmm. this, do this, do this, and it still might not mean. You get an opportunity. No,
1: And that's the thing. So recruiting was different for all three of them. Mm -hmm. But what was the same was the mental process for each one of them. So I had a girl and two boys. But mentally, it was the rejection Mm. or the stringing along, the coaches reaching out. Hey, when am I going to get you down for a visit? You respond. I don't hear back from you. You know, so then I'm constantly being built up and torn down at the same time. So it was really difficult to, you know, be able to watch that, but also just push them through, how do we get through this? And it was just a whole lot of just coping skills. We don't just focus on real life. But I also, as a parent, made sure that academically we were good, regardless if regardless. the sports didn't work out for because
0: us. Because that number matters, yeah. your GPA.
1: And your, I think that helped score, a lot.
0: Your 100%. And kind of piggybacking off of you saying just with the being picked up and put down, a lot of people like to call college coaches car salesmen or basically liars. And what they're trying to do is not piss off option number five mm-hmm. in case they miss on one through four. That's it. So it is a mind trick for a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. 18-year-old young man a young woman. And also their parent because you guys are the ones dealing with yes. the up and the down. Mm-hmm. You're in the home with
1: Absolutely. Them. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the things that we saw a lot. Being strung along because we knew that you were waiting maybe on somebody else, mm-hmm. but you want to keep me in the background.
0: But as a kid, it's hard not to have hope when yeah. you are hearing mm-hmm. something from somebody on that staff. Yeah. But then typically, when they get a decision from the person they wanted first, they just cold stop calling. Yeah,
1: that's it. You don't hear nothing back. They don't respond or anything. So, how do you handle that? The same way you're going to handle rejection in life, though.
0: That's tough. That's the end of the second quarter. We're going to come right back. With LPCA, Miss Yumika, talking about how you deal with the being put up and the put down and the emotional stress that comes with being a parent of a recruitable athlete. All right, we are back, back for the third quarter of the triple double podcast. We're still talking about uh, mental health issues as a whole, but specifically for young recruitable. Male and female athletes. Um, talk about it as a parent. Like, how did you deal with your babies uh-huh. going from feeling wanted to not wanted to wanted again to not want it, questioning their ability, questioning them as a person. Forget basketball right. and track, but are they good enough? Period.
1: I'm going to say I was as real as I possibly could be with them. And sometimes that means showing that I am angry, showing that I am as frustrated as they are. So I was real. Like, you know what? Forget them. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. If they don't see your value, that's their loss. But that's why as a parent, I made sure that we always have several options we don't Mm -hmm. put all our eggs in one basket so i would build them up and say that's why you i made sure your gpa is this that's why i made sure you handled your business on that side of it because it's the biggest flex to say you know what yes i love basketball or i love to run but i don't have to
0: be good regardless i'm
1: good regardless and so i built them on that and just made sure and so i remember my son saying I'm going to college regardless.
0: I remember the edit for all of the academic scholarships he had on the table. It was like $2 million worth of yeah. scholarship money, yeah, we which is really unbelievable. Yeah. And it's crazy because in this space, I don't feel like we value that enough.
1: Oh. And that's why I flipped it. I said, you know what, let's do this. It was one day we wasn't hearing from coaches or they was calling and not calling. I said, so you know what, instead of let's put out who recruited me, let me put out all your college acceptances and the amount of money that you got. And that was, and he said, I like that, mama. We don't yep. flex on them. Yeah,
0: because so. still, it still should be celebrated. Absolutely. Like our American culture, especially in the inner city, we we value young, talented athletes like, like Jesus in a manger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is like, yo, like look at this young yeah prospect jumping and running like nobody cares about the young pianist Uh not not us Uh i ain't gonna say like nobody (laughs) but like it's so much value but i think about the pressure that comes with being really good early too a lot you know because scouts like myself period when you good early we start going in that gym trying to figure out what you can't do When you good too early, so you're talking about young men and young women constantly being nitpicked
1: mm-hmm.
0: from from fans, yeah, to their parents, parents like you said, coaches, their friends mm-hmm. who are getting offers that they're not getting. Like some of these young men are sitting through signing day, not signing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Looking no. around, like, I thought I was this good. Like, what am I going to do? What's next? And what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket? And then going back to the starting too early, you risk burnout. Mm. That burnout comes a lot sooner. And I think that's what happened with my son, where he was like, you know, I've been doing this since I was four.
0: Working my butt off. Yeah,
1: since I was four. And now when my the fruits of my labor should be paying parent, parent off. Then we have the pandemic and an extra year, and so now we're going with pandemic. older guys than younger guys, you know. So at that point, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I don't want to do this as a career, so let me just focus on what's next for me.
0: And that, you know, I I, I think him coming to that conclusion had a lot to do with you being real with mm-hmm. him. But also, homeboy, you got options. Yeah, See? You can really go to whatever school Wherever you want to go to.
1: You know, it might
0: not be for basketball, but... Ultimately, you going to school yeah. to get a degree for free.
1: And that's what you have to ask yourself and your child. So are you going to school to play basketball or whatever the sport is? But in the event that you cannot participate in that sport, will you want to remain at that same school?
0: I asked my son that same question. I said, you got to you gotta pick a school because the sport you want to play is not choosing you. Mm-hmm. So- Good thing is you in position to choose. control. Where you want to spend your next four years as a as a as a college student. Mm-hmm. That means you get to pick the environment you're Everything. in. You get to pick the major you want. You really get to pick a college for what people, what normal people pick college. What that ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of other people pick in yeah, college. For, absolutely. Which is to figure out what you want to major what in. What you want to do in life. Get a degree. And start a career. in. Yeah.
1: How is that seen as
0: failure right now?
1: Exactly. And that's that's the problem, though. And it's not. It's not. You, you are in control. Right. Because it was some places that was recruiting my son. And he was like, it is too cold. <laughs> and if I'm not playing basketball, what am I going to do here? And I think that's when our last recruiting trip, I think to Missouri, mm-hmm. um, a small college there, the light bulb just went off like, it's not where I want to be. I, I'm going to actually choose me. Right. And for me right now, it is being closer, staying in Texas and going where I want to go, but being mentally okay and happy with where I want to be.
0: And we need our children to be. okay mentally and emotionally,
1: that's the most important thing, period, most important thing, if you are mentally prepared with how you handle things, it'll change the way you view anything in life, any and everything.
0: But that goes back to you gotta be completely honest Absolutely. with yourself and your child. Yeah. So how do you try to cope with with some of the stress and the rigor of recruiting and and just the, the the roller coaster ride that it is?
1: And believe it or not, one coping mechanism that I taught my children so they would have it in college and starting in the home, adult coloring books. Really? That oldest son of mine right now still <laughs> for Christmas asks for an NFL coloring book. And it's all the NFL logos and jerseys. with, And he got markers and all of this. But the same way we use those things in elementary school and preschool, to cope. they still work. And As we, an adult, they have adult color. mandalas. Those are, think if you try it, you're going to just find just release because you are just zoned out. You have something else to focus on. He loved it. I brought one home and ever since now he the oldest daughter, she used it, she's twenty-four now. She when things get heavy up here, she's like, you know what, let me pull out this book.
0: And the most important thing about that is you gotta do what works for you. Yes. You know, like I, I love I love basketball. I love scouting it. I love being in the gym around it. But I was telling my wife just yesterday, I, sometimes I get tired. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta find something for me outside of this. You know, when I was an educator and and, and teaching and administration, basketball was my vice. Mm-hmm. Like that was what I used to get away with the stress and the rigors from lesson planning and classroom management and <laughs> testing and all that kind of stuff. But now that I'm blessed and 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 basketball has been able to become a job for right. me. It can be stressful. So,
1: like, what is your release? What do you use? You got to come up with something.
0: And diet. Like, today. Today was the second day I started walking. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel better. Like, I I feel so much better just letting some of that sun hit my face. and
1: Good vitamin D. And
0: moving. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I went yesterday and I hated it. Like, I was driving (laughs) to it. I'm like, I don't want to do this shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I felt so much better after the fact it's like dang just being outside away from all that listen to my music walking like it had me energized to hit it early this morning and get ready for this
1: because exercise releases those endorphins mm-hmm. that keeps us down and depressed so you want to get those going and then when it comes to your diet, I tell my son, I heard one of the Sanders boys say, listen, you got to treat your body like a Bentley and make sure that you're pouring the right things into it. My son said, yeah, I've been treating mine like a Prius. <laughs> no offense to the people who drive a Prius. But, you know, he eat anything, just all kind of just trash. And I'm like, you can't expect to perform at your best or even feel your best if you're feeding your body garbage.
0: And... You know, the, the the thing is about these young women and these young women playing sports, they are exercising every mm-hmm. day, but it's not for them.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I think it's more for uh, acceptance, yeah. approval. Yeah. So when you don't get it, like you're working for a reward and you don't get but it. That you may
1: not get it. That's tough. Yeah.
0: Because then at the end of the day, you look back, like you said, been playing basketball, sports since they was four years old. You get to the point where you're 19 you started doing it because you wanted a scholarship, yes, like you wanted to go to North Carolina Duke of Michigan. that does not happen. You get to nineteen years old, and all of a sudden you feel like a failure,
1: and you feel like my son said he felt like he had been lied to
0: because
1: mm. I was told, train hard, play hard, do this, do that, and this will happen. That didn't happen, but then also I want to throw in when you said you list turn on your music. Mm-hmm. Be strategic about the music that you listen to. For sure, because what we're pouring into our heads sometimes and what we're listening to that begin to affect us. For sure, think about it. You got certain kind of rap music going. You robbing banks, shooting it up, and doing. you am trapping. A, you, you drop
0: it on the walking trail all day, every day.
1: <laughs> but then you look down you you speed. And you're like, wait, I didn't even know I was going that fast because uh, right. your music gets you pumped. And so, be mindful. But that's music is my thing and aromatherapy. Ah. Eat the smells and things that get you going. You will be surprised at just kind of what releases within us with things that we smell, listen to, eat, and then that exercise.
0: Man, that's good information. Great information. All right, we're going to end the third quarter there. We're going to come back with the fourth. We're going to try to keep y'all out of OT today, but y'all got to get all this medicine today, man. (laughs) We need all of it. Uh, We'll be back in a few. Back for the fourth quarter of the Triple Double Podcast. Um still talking about emotional wellness for our people, period, all across the country, but specifically for young student athletes. My question is, how hard is it? And I'm like I said, I'm an adult. I I would struggle with, you know, reaching out like like who do you even call? How hard do you think it is, number one, for a young male or female student student athlete to willingly on their own go seek out help when they have questions about what's going on
1: you would think that it is easy to get help <laughs> however it's difficult for people to feel comfortable enough to reach out for help right. because they have grown up in this generation or a society where they don't really trust everybody you know sometimes they're not trusting but, you know, you have your school counselors mm-hmm. um, in the district I work in. We have social workers. So we have social workers on campus. And then even just for parents, utilize your company that you work for. Ah. That employee assistance program, that only that on not only covers you, it covers your children, too, yeah. up until the age of 26, where you can. They will give you give them your zip code. They will then, in fact, give you a list of counselors in your area and you can pick the counselor that you would like to see. If you don't want to seek someone on campus and then in colleges, you know, you have the counseling center, but also just find somebody that you trust.
0: How in tune does it like, like me, when my sons come home, how was your day? Good. What y'all do today? Nothing, it was chilling. Mm-hmm. That's their favorite word. Yep. And you know, I, I question if I'm even in tune enough with, with my own two boys to know if they needed something could I get it recommended for them? Mm,
1: Absolutely. Because it become a routine. Like you said, how was your day? Good. But what made it good? And that would normally stump them. Be like, well, I'm not really sure what made it good. So you can be really in tune with them, but then just making sure, like you said, you as a parent, you can go on psychology today. You can find so many resources to get counseling for your kids.
0: But you have to kind of know what, what to look for. Is there anything like a, a parent can, can look for?
1: You mean like in terms of how they're feeling yeah. or, yes. So you know your kid better than anybody. When And most of the time, you know, you're thinking, oh, when they retreat to their room, something is going on. I remember with my son, I could just kind of pick up on him. His mood was off to me. Mm. So his his means of contact or his the best way that I can get to him is he prefer text. So I shot him a text. Okay, How are you feeling today mentally? Throw that one in there. And that he was able to say, he said, okay, what does okay mean? I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not really happy. Right. I don't feel like I have a purpose. Right. That right there let me know you need to see somebody. And it's okay that I may not be the person that you're comfortable talking with, especially as a mother, and he has his father, but- It's important sometimes to find them a male counselor Mm. that they can connect with. My daughter, I had to also find her a counselor. But asking those questions, how are you feeling mentally? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper. Have you had any thoughts of wanting to hurt yourself? No, mama ain't never got to that. But I have had one that says, yes.
0: And you have to ask that.
1: You do. Especially, and they are in. They are. This generation is very in tune with their mental health, right. and their wellness, and their mindfulness. They'll tell you, "Listen, I need a a mental health day. <laughs> I don't need to go to school today. I need a mental health day." They For are very sure. in tune,
0: you know. And 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 I think as a parent, man, I'm I'm one of these new age parents. Even though I got old kids, <laughs> like yeah, you can take the day off. You know what I'm saying? Because because I get it. Like It's a lot. When I, was, when I was an educator, they used to give us 10 days a year. When I, I don't know how many it is now. There 10 paid days. I wasn't <laughs> rolling. None of them days over. Wasn't trying to. I don't either. I was going to take every, and I and I tried to plan it the best I could. Uh-huh. But even if I didn't have them, if I didn't have it to go to work, me coming like this I ain't going to help You're nobody. You're not going to
1: help anyone. I'm a wellness coordinator in my district. That's what I preach. What do you have 80 days for, but you burnt out? Who are you helping? You're not, that's not, that's not student achievement. You're not helping yourself, nor are you helping the children that you serve. So you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Even parents, sometimes we normalize pouring from an empty cup, just running on fumes. We normalize being just going, 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 running and gunning. And then you, your children see that and they think it's okay.
0: So, they think it's not, normal.
1: Yeah, it's not normal. That and don't make you strong,
0: especially as as a male. Like I grew up in 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 Compton, California. It was no weakness. You couldn't cry. You couldn't. You couldn't tell nobody something was really bothering you. Like coping was pushing it to the back of your mind, so you could stay strong and and do whatever it is you need to do to get whatever it is you need to get done. Like mm-hmm. that is. That is how I was raised, like crying, like something wrong with you. Nah, man, you figured out because don't nobody care.
1: Mm. And now think about it. Anything that stays bottled up too long, eventually, what's going to happen to it? It's going to blow. It's going to blow.
0: That's dangerous.
1: Absolutely. So we want to pour into them that it is okay to release those feelings, to express those feelings. You know, most young men, girls, they will journal. Right. And then this generation, they prefer to do it on their phone. And then you do it in your notes section. They type it out real quick. You can lock those notes if you're concerned about anyone seeing what you've written Mm. down. But you have to figure out a way to get it out.
0: And it's crazy because I saw a tweet yesterday from a, a young player at OU. Basically just saying, yo, this is too much.
1: I saw that too.
0: I got to, I got to, I got to shut it down and who knows what's going on, but it's, it's, it's clearly something when a scholarship athlete who's playing at a power five school who many dream to be at, mm-hmm. I salute him for taking yeah, a break.
1: I do too. I saw they that. I sent praying hands because it's important that you find you have the courage, first of all, to be able to say, I need to take care of me. Right. And I think sometimes, I think where we are right now, athletes, and they're feeling more comfortable with being able to provide or to say, I'm struggling mentally.
0: And I think a large reason for that, I got a couple of, you know, somebody like Kevin Love, an NBA player, probably a, a future Hall of Famer, tremendous career. Like Kevin Love, like, had a panic attack at halftime. Mm. And... I've had one before. Like, like I deal with anxiety. So when it grabs you, it don't let go. And you know, my first experience with it was, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't It's it's like something was on me and I couldn't, like, I'm trying to rip it off and it wouldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hold on, man, I'm tripping. Like I'm in complete control of my mind and my body. Why can't I shake this? And Kevin Love, a few times a panic attack at halftime. Thankfully, he comes out and says something about it. He said, it came out of nowhere. I never had one before. I didn't even know if they were real, but it was real. As real as a broken hand or a sprained ankle. Mm -hmm. So emotional hurt.
1: It
0: it feels like physical hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since that day, almost everything about the way I think about my mental health has changed. That's the type of awareness and transparency we need from professional athletes. They'll listen to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with February being Heart Health Month, you know, we'd have to make sure because that panic attack and anxiety attack could come in and feel like you're having a heart attack. But the same way that we have to take care of ourselves mentally, you have to take care of yourself physically. And so that is big. Even with Dak Prescott speaking out about his mental health. So I think now, because like you said, they'll listen to the professional athletes.
0: And, you know, you kind of look at it like, let me ask you this. If if a, a young student athlete has an, they're having an issue emotionally, is it safe to go to that college coach to tell them? Or do you go to the medical professional first?
1: I would say go to the medical professional first. Okay. Because for one, they are the medical professional. And nine times out of ten, they can help you and give you those coping skills that you need Sometimes going to your coach, unfortunately, can backfire. I've seen, I've read several Twitter stories where I think it was a female softball athlete, mm-hmm. and she was steady telling the coaches, You know, I'm struggling mentally, I'm struggling mentally, and they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So sometimes that is seen as coaches as a weakness, and they are human. They are, they are dealing with a lot and on they, their plate as well. They're
0: young humans.
1: Yes. And with the coaches, they got to win games to keep food on their table, That's- to keep their jobs, you know? So that's, they need to keep you on the court.
0: That's their job. Like college coaches job is to not do everything in their power to make your child a pro. It's not their job to cultivate a, <laughs> a, a super positive work environment. Some of these dudes been doing this 30 years and they do have an archaic way oh, of thinking. And how they handle stuff. That doesn't mean they bad people. It's just they haven't been able to change or don't see the need to change. Mm-hmm. But our young people have changed. Absolutely. And we kind of talked about just, you know, I think in high school with the with the social workers and stuff, like we got IEPs, we got everything. Mm-hmm. In college, I think once they feel like you get to that point, you fine. You don't get anything else. So we talked about, like, the, the, the number of, you know, available counselors for that type of emotional wellness with sports psychologists or something on campus. Mm-hmm. And on some of them, it's like one for every 160 athletes, maybe one for every 500 athletes. And I can't imagine how swamped they would be right. if all the people who were dealing with this were going to see them for help.
1: Mm-hmm. And then think about the the amount that you have in your coaching staff though. Yeah, man. You have so many coaches but then you have one mental health professional to manage all of the sports on campus. So why not one mental health professional for each sport to be able to take care of those athletes?
0: And and that's worth the resources. Absolutely. And, you know, there's always one coach on each staff designated to be the good cop, mm-hmm. essentially. But they're not they don't deal with emotional wealth. No. Their job is to essentially put a Band-Aid on whoever the bad cop on staff, yeah. you got to get them back. I done chewed them out. You get them back together because I ain't doing that. But that's not addressing no. maybe not what that all. child needs. Coach is doing a heck of a job, yeah. but that ain't. he can't do that.
1: And they think they have everything covered because you have study hall when they have mandated study hall hours. But why not mandate one hour a week to counseling? Be a, Go to the counselor, sit down and talk to the counselor. That way you can release whatever you need to release. And then when they get back to you, they will be a little better. Because if mental, if they take care of their mental health first, the way they view and play the game will change off-top.
0: Off-top. Off because you're changing your mindset. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You get start that. there.
0: That makes a lot of sense. We're going to stop in the fourth quarter. We're going to come back for overtime, though. we got to <laughs> come back for OT. So y'all hang with us. All right. This might be our first time ever going the OT on the Triple Double Podcast. Well worth it, though. Uh, wrapping up uh, emotional wellness and, and health um, with, with student-athletes. And, you know, I have to be very careful with, with the stuff that I post, what I say about some of these young men, some of these players, because I don't want to be one of those people putting – I hate to say a target, but projecting my feelings about that kid to the point where they feel like they got to reach what I said about Mm. them. Um, I woke up this morning and I saw a mock draft. It was a 2024 mock draft. And out of the first 10 picks, it was a couple of foreign kids. But the majority of those kids were on that mock draft were young men who haven't even graduated high school yet. Like, it's February. They still playing games trying to win state championships. But here you go sticking their name on this board that's getting millions of impressions. And what I worry about is, and I'm not going to say if, what happens when that does not happen. Mm. We never look at the person who posted that article or that mock draft or that ranking. We never blame them. The blame always goes to the player. And I have seen players who were ranked and told they were going to be pros, shopped around to all these different kind of programs for people to make money off of them and then when they don't make it nobody's around to help them pick up the pieces and some of them really end up mentally and emotionally damaged to the point mm-hmm. where they are in and out of sight wards mm-hmm. and 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 hospitals because they feel like their life is over mm-hmm. at 23 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Just because they didn't make it in basketball. Yeah. And kind of like, I, I've torn my Achilles twice. And, emo- and I'm not even an athlete. Emotionally, that stuff had me in a rough spot. Like,
1: How do you come back from yes. those injuries? Yeah, yes. it's so, definitely mental.
0: Yeah, all of it. So just trying to figure out, how to navigate this, I think you have to be real and and understand it's a real thing. Absolutely. Like this is like emotional health is a a real thing. We can't hide hide this anymore and, and act like it doesn't exist. Because the longer we go, the more I feel like we're seeing... More people coming out saying stuff, how, 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 how it's being damaged and what's going on.
1: It's not okay to suffer in silence. And we're, where we are right now, you no longer have to suffer in silence. And it's so many resources out there for everyone to take, you know, to use. So we don't have to suffer in silence anymore. And it's no longer, you know, people like, oh, it's just a buzzword. It's not a buzzword. It is real. It's It's real. real.
0: Like it's, it's, it's real. Like, because we're grown and we're not in sports and we deal with it every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Think about when you're in a, a you're in an arena or a sports setting. Just listen to what you hear yourself, all the chatter and negative talk that you hear around. Mm-hmm. Now be 15, 16, 17 year old and you hear that. They they're screaming at the referee. You're screaming at it. At other people, children. Oh, they
0: scream at these refs. These people, crazy. These <laughs> which each other.
1: they're people and have families too. Yes, they do. I remember I was convicted just a few weeks ago. I, you know, I let the ref have it. <laughs> I'm a child of a you know bo- yep. basketball official, so and, I feel and, like I'm and, a referee.
0: And her daddy's a great referee. Yes, he is. Great ref.
1: And if we walked out and the ref, we crossed paths. And he let us get in the car first. And he said, oh, no, y'all go ahead because I have a four-year-old son and I hope someone would do the same for me. And it just clicked. Like, you know what? He's a person. He is a person. He is a person. And I think we have to remember that when they're out there, they are children. And also with your children, we have to be careful who we put around our kids because Man. the people that we, the uh, other adults that we are allowing to pour into our children, that's so important.
0: They're not pouring in they not pouring from the same grain of Absolutely. love and admiration and support as a parent. I always question, I got a baby right now, Kalen. Jesus, <laughs> Kalen is is, is going to be four. If Kalen is the the number one lacrosse or badminton player in the country, I'm going to figure that out. Ain't nobody going to be able to make no decisions mm-hmm. for my child, regardless of what I know about that sport. Because there are agendas. Absolutely. And most of this stuff, y'all listen, to my t- these rankings, agenda-driven. Yep. These mock drafts, agenda-driven. None of this stuff is real, but it is real because perception is our reality. That's it. So if you see your name high enough on there, hell yeah. Yeah. If you don't see your name, dang, like, they don't see me.
1: Right.
0: All of it is, all of it has an impact.
1: It does. I would assume. A big impact. Really big, I, especially when you you talked last week um, about AAU ball. Mm-hmm. You have to think about even any sport um, outside select sports. Right, you're paying people pretty much at that point. They're give they're pouring into your child because your child is spending a lot of time
0: with them. A lot of time.
1: And so I think it was last summer where I was like, you know what, I'm going to be real selective about who I pay. You have to be to pour into my child.
0: Like, and I I said that on the last pod. I'm like. Some of y'all choosing platform, but why? Like you know this dude. Mm-hmm. Would you ever put your child around this person if they wasn't on this circuit or played in this tournament mm-hmm. or had this resume? The most important thing is who you put around your That's child. It. That's it. Because if you're doing your job, you put the wrong person around. T- I've seen people turn kids against their parents yeah. when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. So – that is such a, 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 a root and a foundation for the emotional wellness of your child. Who you putting around them? Yeah,
1: you have to and make do, sure y'all on the same page.
0: And do your research. It's not hard to find out about these coaches and these program directors and these colleges and the coaches there. Ask questions. But you have to be open to receiving the true answers and being able to pivot or do something different based on what you hear because you have to do what's best for your child forever. Yes. Not for four years, Mm -hmm. 40 year, 40 year plan. Yeah. 40 year decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We wrapping up here. How can people find you get in contact with you if they have more questions or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. I am on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at game changer, mental health counseling or mental health coaching. So you can find me there. And then my website is www.makingitright.com.
0: Good, good, good. Um, Thankful for your time. If you guys have any comments on how you kind of cope with it or have any questions, drop your comments on our YouTube page as, as you listen to this. Send them in. I know you guys send me DMs and stuff on Twitter. I can put you in contact with Miss Wright. You know, very quietly yes. and, and and nobody will know. Absolutely. But we thank you guys for taking the time out today to listen to the Triple Double Podcast. I hope you guys got something out of it. I know I did personally. I did too. Like yes. I got something out of this. I felt like I just went through a rehab session myself <laughs> sitting here. So very thankful for your time.
1: Thank you for having me. You it. might have
0: to make this a segment.
1: I love it.
0: To a degree. Just need it. Yep. All right, man. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another pod. See y'all later.